This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. The Jay Severin Show. The war on terrorism. We'll talk about how the Orlando terrorists posted a chilling uh, post. And the NRA is fighting back the progressive media. Glenn Beck says it's about Islam. But Obama says it's about the guns. We'll talk about that starting right now. Hello, welcome to the program. I'm Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. We want to get to your calls today, so make sure you give us a call at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. We are still covering this ridiculous attack against American citizens. And the reason why I say ridiculous is because it shouldn't have happened. And if the people that we hire to defend us foreign and domestic did their jobs, we wouldn't be in this mess. And as I continue to say, we mourn for the death of the 49 innocent victims and the rest that are recovering We won't say his name because he gets no glory on this program. However, as I said before on TV, we will identify the problem and we will say radical Islam. And my problem with this entire issue of national security is that people are being uh, criticized for identifying the problem as it relates to radical Islam. And as an investigator myself, as a private investigator, as someone with law enforcement uh, experience, it's important that we identify the problem before we can actually defeat the enemy. One thing that is very clear, if you didn't know before, is that it was about Islam. The guy posted on his Facebook page, I pledge my allegiance to ISIS and its leader. Accept Allah, accept me. How much clearer does it need to get? 
What else do we need to know? But I'm sure people on the left will go back and forth telling us that it's Islamophobia, that this is a war on Muslims. Meanwhile, American citizens that are innocent are dying at the hand of radical Islam, but we can't call it by its name. Which brings me to my point. Political correctness is killing us. It's a matter of life and death at this point. It's killing us. And our leaders are more concerned about their jobs and their constituency as far as as it relates to the Muslim community and offending them than identifying the enemy. Then you have his wife who cased the scene, who went to purchase the firearm and ammunition with her husband, who cased Disney, but she had nothing to do with it. And then you have progressive saying, well, she was in fear for her life. No, she's accomplished. She's accomplished to this. And she should be held accountable. But they won't. I'm sure they'll sit on their hands as it, as they did when they got the information from people in his workplace. The guy was jumping up and down when savages, when cowards, when cowards took down the Twin Towers. He made threats against his colleagues in the workplace, and they did their jobs and reported it. It was then passed on to the FBI. The FBI investigated, let him go, and they didn't watch him anymore until now. So my question is this, why report it? Why should we tell Americans to report things that they see? Why tell young people, if you see something, say something, when it's not going to be used, when it's just going to be wasted air? Why? Then you got this grand jury that is investigating this. You know, I don't want to hear anything about the grand jury didn't reach a decision because of the, based on the evidence. If the prosecutor wants a uh, true bill, then they can do that. Then they can get it. Put the evidence before the grand jury and let them do the right thing. If there is not a conviction by the grand jury, the prosecutor didn't do his job. It is so easy to get a conviction from the grand jury. I don't want to hear any of this. We didn't have the amount of evidence. Put her on trial, and it should be a jury trial. And people that live in the community should be able, don't take it outside of Orlando. She planned and plotted with her husband and destroyed the lives of many people in Orlando. It should be a jury trial amongst those people. 
and they should put her to death. It's that simple. Offer her a Christ and pull the switch. That's my philosophy. There's no excuse at this point. Then you have these politicians parading in the Capitol about gun control. And we're going to get into that in the next block about this is about guns instead of Islam. You got people that are now saying that, oh, he may have been gay. This was premeditated. And then you got his father parading all over the media. And the media is giving him all this attention. I don't trust him either. Something's not adding up. And I'm 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 saying I feel like the media is so far glorifying this guy. They're already in his house in the room as if he's some type of celebrity, as if it's an honor to go through his clothes and his documents they're in, his house, his pictures. They went in his children's room, his child's room, the wife's room. Why are you in his place? Why, 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 why do our viewers need to see this? I don't understand that. You are glorifying him. How about y'all sit down with some of the family members and talk about how he destroyed their lives, how he took someone from their life that was important, but I'm sure you won't. The CIA director says, Operatives are being sent to the West. He told Congress this today. That they're training, recruiting, and sending people to the U.S. And I guarantee you it's not because of a vacation. We can't say radical Islam. We can't define the problem. We got people that are in law enforcement that can't give us a criminal profile because that's offensive. There's a difference from racial profiling and criminal profiling. And I'm sorry, sometimes your race and your religion is a part of a criminal profile. And it should be. That's just simple police work. But they're not allowed to do their job because the DOJ will open up an investigation, a civil rights investigation, if they do their jobs. Nobody wants to stand. Political correctness is literally killing us. It is not about guns. It will never be about guns. It is and always will be until we destroy the enemy about radical Islam. More uh, when we come back, Lawrence Jones with the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin, Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm-hmm. 
The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. I tell you, I'm mad as hell because it's just a, it's the same cycle. We have a shooting. They deny that it's radical Islam. We later find out that it's about radical Islam. They go and hold a press conference and they say it's about the guns. They propose all these gun regulations. It happens again. We go through the same cycle. They hold a press conference. It's the same freaking thing every single time. Because nobody has the guts. Nobody has the guts in office right now. And this is why Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, I'm not the biggest fan of Donald Trump. I'll tell you that. But you know what? It is refreshing to see somebody standing up to the press. I'm sorry. It's unacceptable. Donald Trump says, let's ban all Muslims. Lawrence Jones says, let's ban them all. Everyone, until we figure out what's going on with our border. That's what I'm saying. Let's just ban everybody right now. If you're not an American citizen right now, halt until we can figure out who's coming in our country. From there, it's time to identify the threat that are in these states. ISIS has released their plan. This guy was almost a cop. He had a security license. He was in the police academy and got kicked out of the police academy, which is a part of ISIS plan to infiltrate the government, to infiltrate law enforcement, and to take over from the inside. Why don't you progressive get it? We are literally allowing the enemy to win. We are laying on our backs and giving them what they want, and it's unacceptable. They have released their plans, but nobody wants to call it for what it is because we are afraid. It is not about the guns. It is about radical Islam. Gun sales surge among gay, lesbian, and lesbians after the Orlando shooting. Good for them. Good for them. See, this is the problem. You know, progressives, what what is happening right now is the LGBT community is saying, we tried it you guys away. You know, we tried it your way. And now, people that we love and care about are dead. There's an organization called Pink P. 
Pistols. It's a national gun club for gays and lesbians. And the membership, as reported by them, has soared to 3,500 just from over the weekend uh, till today. I wonder why. People are afraid. And at this point, they should be afraid because the people that took an oath, I want people to get this. There are people that took an oath from the president to Congress to defend us from enemies, foreign and domestic. They took the war overseas and then finished the job because the president withdrew the troops. And so as a result, the war was brought to us. And there's consequences for that. There's consequences that we all have to live with. But nobody wants to say that right now because people are still grieving. I'm sorry. While people are grieving, the enemy is prepared to attack again. Why people are still grieving, they will attack you. And if you're a member of the LGBT community, you should be concerned. Because Islam, radical Islam, does not like the gays. So you can continue to preach this, I don't want to be Islamophobic. Or you can do like these patriots and join this pink pistols club and get a gun and defend yourself. I'm not giving up my AR-15. I'm sorry. I'm prepared for the next attack. Obama says it's all about guns. All about the guns. It's all about the guns. I didn't do anything. My actions didn't affect this war on terror. Tying the hands behind the law enforcement didn't do anything. Allowing our military to not be properly equipped. There were people raped and assaulted on military base. And it happens more often than none. And guess what the president did and instructed his generals to do? To throw our soldiers that defended those kids that were assaulted on our base in jail as a matter of diplomacy. Diplomacy. I'm sorry. We can't offend. We can't offend. It's a crying shame. And somebody has to do something. There's a U.S. senator that's saying get rid of due process. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with this. Stop putting these people on these lists and prosecute them. Just prosecute them. 
Because now what they're going to start to do is they put people on this list, which there have been innocent Americans like uh, Republicans and Democrats from Ted Kennedy to superstars that had nothing to do with terrorism, and they take their guns away. That's what they're trying to do next. Now we're going to have more people dying over these ignorant politicians that just want to benefit themselves. Lawrence Jones, when we come back, we'll get into this more. Lawrence Jones on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. We want to get to your calls, so make sure you give us a call at 888-900-3393. Um, America, we, we just can't catch a break. We just can't catch a break. Many of you may know, uh, right down the street in Orlando, this this is a tragic story. Um, a two-year-old was found dead. Um, his father and mother um, had him, and this was a lake, and um, he wandered off in the little water, and he didn't drown, but a, a gator actually grabbed the little boy and drowned him. Um, the dad fought the alligator, and uh, he tr- he tried to um, get his son, uh, but it was too late. And the law enforcement officials searched for gators uh, and tried to see if he was in the stomach of four gators. They checked the fifth one. Um, still couldn't find the, bo- the boy. Um, later that uh, yesterday, um, as they were completing the search, they did find the young boy, and he had drowned. The gator didn't eat him. He was His body was intact, um, but he, he was drowned, and so he is deceased. It's a sad time here in America, and it has brought up something that, you know, this hasn't happened in 55-some years, plus years, at a Disney resort. But some some people are saying they may be liable uh, for the actions that were there. I mean, honestly, who would have thought there were no signs um, about the gators themselves, uh, but there were signs about the water. And, I mean, you know, me personally, I don't mess with water. I believe in staying away from the habitats of animals, okay? You'll never hear on the news, Lawrence Jones, 
in the you know water and got bit by a shark or something like that. Because I just I, I stay away from animals' habitat. I don't even like the birds in my apartment complex. Okay, so I just preference that by saying that. Um, but it has brought up a lot of legal questions about this case because there are a lot of people that just didn't know. And the question that many are asking, why weren't there just some signs there? I mean, people go to that resort all the time and there, there's just simply no signs. And it's shocking to me that something like this hasn't happened earlier. Um, and like I said, it's been 55 plus years since some something like this has happened on one of their resorts. And so many people are calling for an investigation and there is an investigation to, to see if Disney did something wrong. And pretty soon we're going to have a guest joining me. That's going to give us some legal analysis on this because we need to know, you know, before we plan our next vacation, if this is the right place to go to, it's pretty scary. So joining me right now is my friend Shane Wright. Hey, buddy. How's Shane, it going? Good, good. Shane, thanks for joining the program. Um, now, sure. Shane, you have researched this extensively. Um, tell us a little bit about this case. Is Disney liable for something like this? Could, could you see a case where they get yeah. sued? Disney will definitely um, get sued if they if they don't pony up pretty quickly. Um, and I haven't researched this case extensively, but I have I, I am you know I have written on water law and premises liability issues before, um, and I'm pretty familiar with the overall legal concepts that apply. And so what what this what this will fall under, what the family's lawyers will probably say. Um, is that this was an attractive nuisance. And the attractive nuisance doctrine has been around since English common law. And basically what that means is a property owner is liable for all harm caused by an attractive nuisance that they knew was dangerous. Well, here, Disney knew that little kids come to Disney World. They knew that little kids can't read no swimming signs. They knew that little kids would be present on this beach, and they knew that this that it was dangerous. Disney had knew that there were alligators in this lake. They knew that this lake was dangerous. Other property owners on the lake warned of alligators. They had captured alligators there in the past. So Disney knew that this was a was a danger. So they are going to be liable under the attractive nuisance doctrine because they could have foreseen this harm. And putting up a no swimming sign that doesn't even warn of alligators that toddlers can't read isn't going to absolve them of liability. So, so let me ask you this: Are are they gonna? Are, is Disney lawyers gonna say, "Hey, the parents should have been watching out for their child"? That's exactly what they'll say. And Disney's lawyers might even say that, "Well, yeah, we own the land, but the government owns the water," um, and that that is true. But Disney still knew of the risk. And the, the harm that results from the risk is on Disney. This happened on Disney's property. And th- have you seen the no swimming sign? It is, is wading in one foot of water considered swimming? I don't think so. I mean, would you, if you see a no swimming sign, would you reasonably think that right. going ankle deep into the water will get you eaten by an alligator? No. Right. Okay. 
they so, failed to give an appropriate warning, and they should have built a physical barrier, quite frankly. So let me ask you this, Shane. Is this going to set a precedent for something like an ocean, like uh, say somebody gets bit by a shark? Uh, with the people, you know, with the people to, that own the land, land, say the same thing. Well, no, not necessarily. And I actually had this conversation with my brother earlier, who, who gave the exact same example. It, this is different because this is a a controlled lake. This isn't this isn't a like a public beach where you walk up to the beach and you have no idea what's in the water. Here, mm-hmm. Disney owns the beach. They invited people to the beach. They were having a movie night, and they knew that there were alligators in the water. They had gotten reports that there were alligators in the water, and Disney for decades has pulled alligators off of their property. And Mm -hmm. other property owners around the lake knew that there were alligators in the water. The Hyatt across the lake has alligator warnings. So this isn't like a beach where God essentially owns all the water. Here, this is a <laughs> controlled access lake. So, so Shane, there's a lot of people that have said, "Hey, you know," and, and let's just let's pivot from the legal legal standpoint. Sure. There's a lot of people that said, "Hey, these 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 pa- parents acted in a cruel way in the sense of they abandoned their child." Do you think that's a little touchy and un- unfair to the parents, or? Do you think this could have easily happened to anyone? I think it's a little touchy um, because it's it, the law is based on reasonableness. When you're talking about you know injuries like this and you're discussing liability, the court and the law views it from a what would a reasonable person have done? And in Disney World. In, a, in what appears to be a safe and controlled environment, reasonable parents may let their toddler go wade in less than one foot of water. I, I'm not a, a parent. Two year, I, a two-year-old, though, Shane? Even if the two-year-old got away, mm-hmm. when, when you see a no-swimming stuff, you don't, mm-hmm. that, that to me does not equate to you know, wading ankle deep in water will get you eaten by an alligator. This right. is even more of an alligator. Forget putting up a physical barrier because that's the other thing. Kids get lost and away from their parents in Disney World all the time. It happens every single day. And mm-hmm. Disney has strict protocols for what to do when a child is lost. So Disney knows that kids get away from their parents. It is foreseeable that a kid may get separated from his parents at Disney World. Knowing that's the case, and knowing that there are alligators in this water, there should have been some some protective means to keep toddlers out of the water. And a, a no-swimming sign that doesn't say anything about alligators, when the owner of the lake, the owner of the beach, knew that alligators were present, that that doesn't cut it under the law, as far as I'm concerned. So, so Shane, I, I, I see your point there. Why didn't Disney, what, what, do you think Disney thought it was too expensive or why wouldn't it? Cause you're right. This, this is not, you know, an adult park. This is a, this, this is designed for children, you know, and, and they do. I, I've heard the many stories of 
you know, every day how children get separated from their parents, you know, because of the excitement and just being at Disneyland. Why wouldn't they create this barrier um, right there? You know, probably for a variety of reasons. They they never needed one before. This is the first time this has happened, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and – how often do you do you think about, oh, a kid might get eaten by an alligator on our beach today? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, they, it was probably so far out of the realm of what they thought could happen that they didn't think it was necessary. But, and here's the kicker, other property owners around the same lake did think it was necessary. Right, so, right. I did the, hear that. Right. The, the Hyatt just across the, uh, the lake had alligator warnings put up. So clearly, mm. other people around the lake recognized the risk. And because of that, Disney should have recognized the risk as well. Mm. So you don't see... Do, do you see CPS getting involved or anything like that? Uh, no, you know. a- absolutely not. Because I'm, I think any reasonable parent, if they see an alligator warning is going to keep a much, much tighter leash on on their kids when they're around a beach with a clearly posted alligator warning. Here, the warning says no swimming. The toddler wasn't swimming. The toddler was waiting on the very edge of the beach. If I'm a parent, you know, I'm not going to necessarily freak out to see my kid in, you know, six, eight inches of water just waiting they're not swimming into the middle of the lake nobody's doing laps they're hanging out on the beach on a movie night and there was a lifeguard present Mm -hmm. there was a lifeguard present so clearly disney thought somebody might get in this water despite our no swimming site exactly should have warned about the alligators that they knew about well shane we thank you so much for joining the program hopefully you'll be following this case and we'll have you back to discuss more Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for having coming on the program. Hey, we got more when we come back. We want to get to your phone calls. Make sure you call us at 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Lawrence Jones, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. We want to get to your calls, 888-900-3393, 888 Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, You know, <laughs> it just keeps getting worse in this political climate. Um, first, there is a report where a secret conservative dinner is being held to plan a resurgence of the Cruz presidential campaign. People just don't want to vote for Trump or Hillary. And they keep toying with us. We're going to find a third candidate. We thought the libertarians were going to save the day. But it just shows you how bad 
this is. And I thought, me personally, that after these, you know, terror terror attacks here in uh, Orlando, that people were really going to start the rally behind Donald Trump. And there has been some, you know, uh, polls that suggest that they have. But I'm telling you, some of these, uh, like myself, you know, that are really, you know, looking at his policies are concerned and don't know where we can go. And so every week it seems like there's a rumor of, you know, more donors rallying around somebody to be the commander in chief. And so this is just another one. Then you got Rubio uh, that says he may consider running for his seat after he asked his friend to run after he said he wasn't going to run, that he didn't, didn't want to be involved in politics, that he was going to be a private citizen. Now, after Orlando attack, he wants to run for his seat again. And he said he'll consider it. Gosh, I mean, these politicians, they just need a position. I have faith in Rubio. I thought he was going to be different. Good Lord, go home. You've served the country. We got more right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Democrats are all in for Hillary. They're bringing all the heavyweights to defend Hillary. And they think this is going to help her. Oprah endorses Hillary and says it's because she's a woman. That's why she deserves to be the commander in chief. And Democrats are on the ropes because this whole Obamacare thing is backfiring. 10% increases. We cover all that right now. Welcome to the program. I'm Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. Make sure you give us a call at 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. We're going to go straight to calls. Um, we got Pat? Yeah. yeah. Pat, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. Thanks for joining the program. Yeah, I believe I got Yeah, excellent. Call. First of all, I want to tell people, make sure you call 3393 and not 3333. Um, second thing is, um, when, when I was a kid, like 45 years ago, we used to, we used to camp down by Orlando. Main selling point of the campground was you had alligators that would come right up to your camper. And, uh, I mean, I was like, you know, seven years old mm-hmm. and we would have alligators out there 
you know, feeding them marshmallows, sitting by the campfire. And uh, um, I, I just wanted to, you know, of course, that's when they were endangered. But uh, Right. They're not endangered anymore, actually. Um, right, right, you right. You know, there's been numerous amount of attacks, not, not specifically um, on the Disney Resort, but the, it's become quite a problem. Well, yeah, yeah, it, it has. But I'm just saying, you know, you know, 45 years ago, it was like a, a thrill to have your kids around live alligators. They even mm-hmm. had a swimming hole in the campground where you could swim with alligators. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, Pat, things have definitely changed. Thank you so much for your call. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Good show. Thanks. Thank you. Hillary Clinton um, unleashes TV hell on Donald Trump. It is reported that Hillary Clinton has a lot in store for Mr. Trump. Um, It was leaked, uh, her proposal um, for all the TV ads that she uh, plans to buy. And, and, and And here's the deal. Here's the deal with this. What people in progressive fail to realize, just like the Republicans who attacked Donald Trump, these ads aren't going to work. These ads are simply not going to work. This guy is a machine. And if you think you're going to beat him at PR, you're sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. There's just no beating him at the PR. If you want to beat Donald Trump, then you got to go to the people. It's just that simple. You got to win over the people. Because I guarantee you that every rally Donald Trump does, the media is going to bring it to to you live. Because it's just that good for ratings. The only thing the media is concerned about is ratings at this point. It's not about the issues, which puts them in a difficult position because Hillary Clinton is a candidate that they support. So although they're largely progressive, there's just no stopping them. It's just that simple. Now you have an ex-CIA officer coming out saying that he was jailed um, and the State Department did nothing, absolutely nothing. You don't think Donald Trump is going to highlight this? You think her uh, spending millions, almost, uh, what did they say, $1.5 billion invested in this campaign is going to stop Donald Trump? Donald Trump didn't pay for as nearly as much as 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 Jeb Bush and the rest of the candidates, and he still won. He gets free press because what Donald Trump speaks on is news. He knows how to how to captivate people and crowds. For instance, right here, where I'm at in Dallas, Texas, there's a rally for Donald Trump. The police already have the streets on lockdown because. The rally doesn't start for hours, and and there are already protesters out there. What the hell? Do these people not work? I mean, seriously. Donald Trump, if you want to defeat him, go to the people. But when you got Hillary Clinton and people that used to work for her coming out saying, hey, guess what? 
she left me behind. Okay. She didn't do anything to defend me. And she was a secretary of the state. This is what Americans are sick of. They're sick of being last. And the politicians being first. This ex-CIA officer that's jailed in Italy has a legitimate case. She said that Hillary Clinton and the State Department abandoned her. Abandoned her. And, of course, Hillary Clinton hasn't responded. Because the Hillary Clinton is saying, oh, we had nothing we, we had nothing to do with that. We had nothing to do with this. Whatever mission that they were on, this counterterrorism program that they were all a part, now says, oh no, we, we had nothing to do with that. And people wonder why Donald Trump is rising. Agree or disagree with Donald Trump. He's loyal to his people. It's just that simple. And I disagree with some of the uh, people that work with his campaign. One of his his campaign manager, Corey Lewinsky, Lewandowski, assaulted Michelle Fields. But he stood with him. Disagree with it. But he's loyal. And America wants a loyal leader. And I'm sorry. You got to see. I get a lot of flack for this. Because people say you're flip-flopping, Lawrence. I'm not flip-flopping. I disagree with Donald Trump on a lot of things. Probably may not even vote for him. Really consider not voting for him. But I'm able to separate my personal opinion from what Donald Trump is about and how he's resonating with people. I don't believe in an unbiased media. But I do believe that you can be objective. And I have to objectively say why Donald Trump is resonating. And I understand some people just don't like that. Some people just don't like that. But it's the truth. If Donald Trump wasn't connecting with the people, then how is he the nominee? They ran every single ad that they could find about him. They highlighted his hypocrisy. They highlighted him being friends with Hillary. And it did nothing. It did nothing. And now Hillary is trying to trying to do the same thing. She has this union, the CIO for the uh, AFL, endorsing her. The union leaders say they pick Clinton over Sanders, even though, even though Bernie Sanders had has been fighting for everything that they want. They realize that it's about. Politics as usual. Yeah, I, I, when it comes to the ideology, they're with Sanders. But they know that Sanders doesn't have a sh- shot. Why? Because there is a process that has been rigged to benefit Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Benefit Hillary Clinton. I'm sorry. There is a corrupt system. Bernie Sanders didn't have a shot. And now Hillary Clinton, who says that she's 
for the American people. She says she stands with us in the middle of this fight that we're having with Islam. But check this. She's bashing terrorists that gave her foundation $40 million. How is that? This is why she can't win. This is why she can't win. At least Donald Trump is honest about his prior relationships. She can't even be honest with the American people. With the Saudi people. They gave money to her. But, of course, she'll get away with it. And this is how Donald Trump will win. We got more on Hillary Clinton when we come back. Lawrence Jones on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. If there's one thing that just pisses me off is the fact that there are frauds taking advantage of government programs. If you watch the Blaze TV, you may have seen my reporting on the fraud in Texas where people are taking those food stamp cards and selling the food stamps and getting cash, charging them a half of the value, and in return, they get the cash. Meanwhile, everyday Americans are struggling, and these people are pimping the system. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. And you know why they do this? Is because there's never any consequences. I was told that those people that decide to abuse the system, they they don't get kicked off. They give them another chance. Meanwhile, the taxpayers are struggling. It's insane that we don't have a system. And many of you may know my work back from when I exposed fraud in Obamacare, when I did those undercover videos, it wasn't about Lawrence getting the glory. It was about the government defrauding the people. We said that there would be fraud in programs like Obamacare. And guess what? Once the fraud was was detected and the information was given to the government, they didn't fire these people. And this recent story right here, seven women are indicted in a massive food stamp fraud scheme. What the hell? How do they keep getting away with this? Our next guest is with FGA. Uh, Josh, are you here? I am. Josh, thanks for joining the program. Uh, if you don't mind giving our, our viewers, I gave them a little backstory about this. Tell us a little bit more about this case. 
Yeah, it's actually quite remarkable. The workers were able to make up people, basically, create applications, have the food stamps issued, intercept those cards when they were sent to the local offices, and then either go use them themselves or sell them for cash. And this is actually quite commonly done on food stamps. It's not usually done by state workers. It's often done by folks on the program to begin with. It's just a remarkable case, almost a million dollars of fraud. Good God. And now these were state workers that created fraudulently. So these cards are kind of like debit cards, I guess? Yeah, very similar uh, to debit cards. You run them through like a credit or debit card at the store. And so what are the consequences for these people that, that are doing this? Well, thankfully, they caught them. That's the first one. That often goes undetected, unfortunately. For, for them, some of them will be serving community service. Some of them uh, face the possibility of going to jail for, for what they've done. Uh, but the real problem here that is underlined in this case is that people in this country are not doing, states in particular, are not doing a good job of screening people on the front end. And this is just an outrageous case of that, where they're able to make up applications to apply for food stamps. And the unfortunate part is not only the wasted taxpayer money, but that's taking money away from really the people that need it, the most truly needy, if you will. And as a result, we're wasting all this money on people that don't need it or aren't even qualified. So as it relates to screening candidates, um, when they're applying and then uh, when they're actually using those funds, what laws could be implemented to avoid this, like putting a picture on there or something like that? Yeah, sure. Photos on EBTs help with some of the trafficking, the selling for cash. And, and actually, probably it helps the most with food stamp cards being sold for drugs. But to be honest, there are products, there are vendors, the private sector has solutions to this. Unfortunately, government hasn't, in most states, hasn't figured out how to implement them. But basically, a state should be running a credit check. In real time, when somebody applies for a welfare benefit, they should be using all the databases that are available in the private sector to say, does this individual have the income that they say they have? Does this individual live in this state where they say they live? All that information is available. It's just a matter of government going out and contracting with the private sector. To so actually- why aren't they doing that? Is it Do they feel like they're financially, they can't do it? What What is the excuse for not doing it? The short answer is I'm not sure. Why not? A handful of states are starting to do this, thankfully, and there are, the data is getting out showing that there is this is worth it. I think the real problem has been that Washington often runs a lot of these programs. It's a federal money, if you will. And so if you're a state policymaker, you view this as, quote, unquote, free money. So even if it's fraudulent, it's free. Now, of course, you and I know and listeners know that Federal money, taxpayers, whether you, where you live, you pay both state and federal taxes, so it's your money going out the door. But as a result, you've got this mismatch of incentives. State officials don't care as much as they really should because they view it as federal money. And at the federal level, $100 million of fraud here, $100 million here, that's a drop in the bucket. And unfortunately, we've, we've really dropped the ball here. If you're just joining the program, Lawrence Jones with Josh with FGA. Now, Josh, I, it, some of our viewers may not know what your organization does, um, but for me, I do. And so I want you to talk a little, about, a, a little bit about the reforms that you guys have introduced um, to help get people off the government and 
be directed to the private sector? Sure. So we have a plethora of reforms, if you will, that we are working on around the country. And FGA stands for the Foundation for Government Accountability. And a lot of our work is in the welfare reform space. So we're trying to help governors and legislators make sure that they pick up these best practices when they exist and and put them into law. And and we've been talking about one in particular. We refer to it as stop the scam. Unfortunately, we've allowed scammers for too long get away to take advantage of taxpayers uh, and actually end up hurting the truly needy. So it is programs like this front door screening, making sure that states are checking all of these national databases. Uh, It's to the point now where an individual uh, you can figure out if an individual has taken a job across the state line. You can figure out if somebody's gotten married. You can figure out if um, they're receiving benefits in multiple states. Right now, most states don't know that information. But our reforms would help a state become informed about those and close down uh, an application or uh, uh, somebody receiving benefits when they shouldn't anymore. Uh, but it, it's broader. Our work's a lot broader than that. We believe mm-hmm. that, unfortunately, people are getting trapped on welfare. And so we right. need some welfare reform in this state to get people back to work. So we're doing a lot of work on work requirements and making sure that folks can back, get back on their feet as soon as they can. Josh, we thank you so much for joining the program. Um, what's you guys' website real quickly? We've got about uh, 10 seconds. Sure. It's thefgathfga.org. Thanks, Josh. Lawrence Jones, we got more when we come back on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, Lawrence Jones with the Blaze Radio Network. In for Jay Severin. We want to get to your calls. 888-900-3393. As we told you earlier in the program, Democrats are circling the wagon uh, to prepare um, for Hillary Clinton. And so... It wouldn't be Democrats if they didn't call their greatest asset someone that could rally the people, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, (laughs) she turned it around for Obama. She was the X factor. And I think this was the first time ever where she actually used her audience to rally support for the president. And so they're trying to remake this with Hillary Clinton. But her reasoning is much like, you know, supporting Barack Obama. You know, he's black, okay? So we got our first black president, you know. Who cares if he didn't do nothing for the black community? That don't count. You know, who cares that unemployment has doubled the national average? 
you know, Chicago, his hometown, getting shot up every weekend, you know, even though they passed their gun control and all that. Who cares about education in poor black neighborhoods still being horrible under his administration? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Let's just continue to vote for him, okay? You know, because one day we will overcome just not with him as the president. So Oprah, uh, she was very honest this time. She said it's because Hillary Clinton is a woman. She She's a woman. And apparently her being a woman is enough to be the commander-in-chief. I know. I know. But this is progressives, people. They don't care about the issues. It's not about what's wrong or what's right. It doesn't matter that we have innocent Americans that have died because of her. It doesn't matter that she lied to the families of veterans. It doesn't matter what she did in Benghazi. It doesn't matter that Obama continues to fail the black community. It doesn't matter. It's about the ideology. It's about that Republicans are racist, that they don't care about us. That's what it's really about. And if Republicans would stop acting like cowards, then maybe they can win something. I mean, heavens, there's a part of Donald Trump that I actually like about him standing up and saying, so I'm rich and what else? I'm rich, don't you want to be? I kind of like him telling the media that they suck. And now when we get to policy, that's a whole nother story. But at least he has some guts. I wish Mitt Romney would have fought Barack Obama like he's fighting Donald Trump. Apparently he got some fight in him. It's a little too late. But I tell you, he's fighting. So Oprah Winfrey believes that Hillary Clinton is going to make it better for us. Which I have to ask this question, continue to ask this question. Are you better off eight years ago now than you were eight years ago? And if the question is no, if the answer is no to that question, then there's no reason why you should vote for for Hillary Clinton. There's no reason because her presidency is going to pick pick up where Barack Obama left off. It's just plain and simple. He is passing the torch to her to complete the reforms. If you want to save the Supreme Court, then you can't vote for Hillary Clinton. If you care about education, if you are a woman and you want your life better, if you're African-American and you're sick and tired of what you see across this country, if you're tired of the broken promises, then maybe it's time for you to try a new party. Because it seems like progressives are just full of empty promises. It's not about the issues. It's not about what they can do. 
for you. As I said in the top of the show, they have spent this entire week talking about gun control when we know, when they know that's not the real issue here. They won't say radical Islam. But because they have a narrative that will continue to be pushed by progressive media, they have a cover. They have a cover until Donald Trump. Because what you look what you look at this, it seems like the media is more concerned about the ratings than their liberalism. Because from my point of view, Donald Trump has gotten the most coverage because the media is concerned about their ratings. This is why they reinforce this behavior that, oh, the police are against black people, that the right is racist. All of these things is so they can win. It's not about the issue. They know it's not true. Oprah Winfrey said it herself. It is not about the issues. It's about she's a woman. It's, it's about history. No matter if the history doesn't produce anything, I'm sorry. I whether not have the first black president and actually see black people rise in America. Lawrence, don't say that. That's that's not the political uh, correct thing to say. Lawrence, please talk about how this was a great thing in America. That it brought us together and we have achieved something. That that now our kids can say that we have a black president. You know what the kids are really saying? Why is mom and dad having to work two and three to two two and three jobs to provide for us? Why can't mommy and daddy come to my ba- basketball game? Because I would love to see them there, but they can't do it because they're working to provide for us. Why does little Johnny that lives two blocks away have a better education than me? That's what the next generation is saying. But because of what's being taught in school about identity politics and cultural appropriation and white privilege, they they believe this stuff. They're teaching this stuff. And it's not helping our generation. Oprah We tried it your way. We elected the guy. And and I'll tell you this. We didn't give him four years. We gave him another shot at it. We gave him eight years. Lawrence, the, the unemployment rate is really down. No, it's not. He manipulated the numbers yet again. So the people that aren't supposedly looking for work 
are no longer counted in the numbers. That's not real job numbers. That's manipulating numbers to fit your agenda. I want to see a president that's going to be able to actually lead and help America. And I'm not looking for a black president, white president, or woman. I'm looking for somebody that is equal in bringing everyone up. And that's through policies that help all people. It's not just about you being a woman or a black man. There's more to life than the color and the sex that you have. We got more. We want to get to your phone calls. Call 888-900-3393. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. Thank you so much for joining the program. Um, where we left off, we were talking about Oprah Winfrey, and apparently Hillary is going to do so much for us because she's a woman. Now, my next guest uh, is Sonny Johnson. Sonny, thanks for joining the program. Thank you for having me, little brother. Well, thanks, Big Sis. Thanks for joining. Now, Oprah, and I love Oprah sometimes, sometimes. But she say, you know, Sonny, it's going to be better for us. It's going to be better for women like you because Oprah, you know, Hillary is going to help help y'all because she's a woman. What say you? Okay, so you know me. My first response is to always look at the economics of the matter. And I did okay. this little study I did this little study on Oprah. So the first 25 years of her life, it took her to make $1 billion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, under the Bush tax cut, Oprah went from $1.2 billion to $2.7 billion. So basically she tripled up under one term of Bush. Now, in the last eight years under, under Obama, she has lost, Oprah, she's lost um, her stake in Oprah Network. She's had to cut down, um, close down Harpo Studios. She, um, she basically has seen her empire dwindle in front of her face. And if after all of that happening, she still chooses to put her economic future in the hands of Democrats, then I got to give her respect for that. At least she puts her money where her mouth is. <laughs> I, I guess you can say that. I, I I think that's kind of foolish, though. But I went to check her net worth, and mm -hmm. this will lead into what you were saying. I mm -hmm. went to check her net worth today, and it says that she's worth $3.2 billion. Now, I sat back and thought to myself, mm -hmm. after she has lost all of these assets, and she, after she has taken um, lost so much of her media empire in the last eight years, how is it that her net income went up. Okay. And that's because she bought steak and Weight Watchers. So follow the logic on this one. You bought 
stake in a recession-proof business that tells women that their bodies are inadequate and if they come to you and pay a subscription, that you can help change everything about them. Now, this is the same woman that is now (laughs) saying vote for Hillary Clinton because she is a woman and she is going to help us. I mean, just the irony in that. Hypocrisy, hypocrisy. All over the place. So she represents a business whose main driving focus is changing women. And she wants a woman president to roll over it all. So this is my war on women. Let me tell you what my war on women. My war on women is the left creating a generation of beta males. A whole generation of males who think it is not their place to be the head of their household, who doesn't think it's their place to be fathers to their children, who don't think it's their place to be stalwarts in their community. These men who have given up the basic desire for protection, for financial stability, the basic things that men have done from the beginning of time, they've cast it off now to wear high heels. And this is what we are creating. This is the real war on women because average, everyday women are just looking for our counterparts that we can go through life and share this journey with, we can have children with, we can create stable families with. But what we're getting is a generation of beta males that are incompetent and incapable of standing up to that task. And to me, that that is the real war on women. Wow. So, Sonny, let me tell you this. So who do you think can cha- change that? And we got about 30 seconds. If it's not the Hillary, only, then who, who? Then who? The only, the only people that can change uh, that is women ourselves. Once we stop letting them, like Michelle Malkin said, think with your lady part. Um, think with your lady smarts and not your lady parts. I say no. Think with both of them. As a generation of women, we don't want a generation of broke men. So we need to start demanding more in our personal relationships and push those into politics. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Big Sis, for joining the program. I love you. No problem. Love you back. Thank you, guys, for tuning in with the Blaze Radio. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. Jay will be back tomorrow. Take care. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.